the first priority for the Department of Transportation is safety. So as we look at changes to the speed limits, changes to geometry of the roadways, it's uh, the first and foremost is, is it safe? Uh, and as we uh, work with the state police about setting uh, a speed limit, appropriate speed limit, it really needs to be based on science. Uh, and there's lots of history, not just in Michigan, but the United States and across the, the world about how speed limits are set. You know, the speed limit number uh, on the side of the road is a number on the side of the road, but actual speed limits are, are set by how people drive. It's a behavioral piece. So it, you're actually, your lead in was just right. You know, there's a lot of people that drive faster. The uh, 85th percentile, which is how we set speed limits, uh, it, you know, trends a little higher, uh, and that would allow for uh, those particular areas of the freeways in, in, in what the bill said was in, in rural areas uh, to allow to be up a little, uh, a little higher. You talked about the science of it. Uh, are our roads, are these roads designed to handle 75 as a, as a normal speed limit? Yeah, you know, when they were originally designed, and you got to think back when these were built, right? So the freeways, and, and you have to think about rural freeways. Don't think about urban, you know, uh, southeast Michigan, uh, real dense urban freeways. Those are, those are different. So what this bill was talking about is actually rural freeways. So rural freeways built in, in basically the 70s had a 75-mile-an-hour design speed on them. And think about the cars we were driving at that point in time, too. Now, of course, as we said, you know, if uh, you, you drive in some of the urban areas like I-696, for example, it's not uncommon to see traffic going 80 uh, in those areas, uh, which is, you know, that part of the freeway. That's not a rural area. If they raise the speed limit to 75, if that becomes law, uh, might that not push drivers to, you know, go even faster to the point where maybe 85 is acceptable? Well, again, most drivers, and the way speed limits are set is, is how drivers feel comfortable. It's, it actually is a human response, and, and they drive for the conditions of the road that they happen to be on. So if there's a road that's designed that's kind of narrow, people will slow down by nature. So uh, a, a more wide-open freeway uh, tends to allow people to go faster, but the 85th percentile pops in in the low 70s. So you know, we've done study after study after study with the state police, and it shows that that number uh, of of where people travel at it stays about the same. The speed limit or the the speed at which they travel stays about the same, regardless of what the number on the sign says. Do you anticipate we could see more accidents, more fatalities uh, as a result of this if it becomes law? Well, again, we're talking about rural freeways and. Uh, again, what we anticipate seeing is that the speed limits or the, the actual speeds will stay about the same. The number on the sign changes. So, you know, when there's an accident on the freeway, they very likely could end up with a fatality. I mean, that's they are traveling faster uh, and there is a greater opportunity for uh, some kind of an injury. Um, I don't know that the numbers, I think, are going to dramatically change, again, because the whole fleet of vehicles runs about, uh, you know, well, the speed at which they feel comfortable, which is, we anticipate staying about where it is right now. And study after study have showed they really haven't changed. Even when you do a local side street, when you change the speed limit, if it was set according to the engineering standards and, and human factors, they, the speed on that roadway stays about the same, regardless of what the sign says. Now, if uh, this does become law, how soon could it be implemented? How soon would you be able to change the signs and, and you know, get, get those roads ready? 
Um, well, we'll have to see what the uh, uh, effect date is. Um, but it'll take a little while. You know, it's not going to be able. You're not going to be able to flip all those signs over immediately. There's miles and miles and miles of signs that, that would have to get changed. Uh, so I don't have a really good date for you, other than I can tell you it won't be the next day. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be some work to get that that changed. Kirk Steidel, uh, director of MDOT, uh, we saw this week the Regional Transit Authority introduced its uh, long-term transit plan for uh, Southeast Michigan. Uh, have uh, I, I assume you have also seen it. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the plan? Well, first of all, we're very encouraged by uh, the work the RTA is doing. We've been very supportive. Uh, you know, thanks to Governor Snyder for getting that and pushing it through. A couple of years ago, the RTA has been working really hard to, to come up with this plan. Uh, we've been working behind the scenes, helping to stand that up. You know, in the end, we have to be careful because we're a public agency. We can't advocate one way or the other for. Uh, you know, a particular uh, initiative, but at the same time, we know that Southeast Michigan needs a robust transit system, and, and frankly, this is a pretty good plan that's put forward. You know, does it have some problems? I think people, you know, all across the spectrum, there's some folks that absolutely love it, there's some that absolutely hate it, and frankly, that's what it's about. It's about a, a public debate, uh, and I think in the end, we have to keep the focus on we need a different and a better reliable transit system in Southeast Michigan. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the condition of Michigan's roads. Uh, it certainly has been a topic of conversation for years. Um, and, uh, you know, we had this uh, discussion for funding uh, road repairs uh, last year. How are things progressing as far as uh, getting the roads uh, in shape? Well, you know, uh, so the one important thing is the gas tax uh, and the registration fees don't increase until January of next year. So what that actually has done, along with the increase uh, or a long-term bill at the federal level, is it's given us some stability. Because before, we were having to plan from year to year as to what we could do, what our revenues were going to be, if we were going to have a shortfall in the ability to match the federal funds. Now we know going forward that we've got the ability to match the federal funds, and it's, there's a ramp-up period. And frankly, it's good for us. It's good for the contractors that haven't had the capacity. A lot of them have downsized. The, the industry has changed in the last six or seven years just by companies going out of business because there wasn't any work. So we're, uh, we're putting some pretty solid plans in place to, to kind of match that ramp-up as the money comes in to continue to uh, improve uh, and fix the roads all across the state.